more exclusive interviews. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by ElisaIlana.com. Here's Mulberry Lane. Ben Draymond is a singer-songwriter pianist that you've met here before. Now, he was born in Chicago, currently living in Israel. He has amassed a following from around the world. Another Perfect Storm is his new album available for pre-order now, and it will be released January 15th, and Ben is here to tell you all about the new music. Ben Draymond is on our show. Another Perfect Storm. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the show, Ben. Hey, how you doing? I'm really happy to be back. Yeah, oh. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome, and great to have you back again. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think the last time we talked, there was a very large snowstorm in Israel there, and here we are talking again, and you've just had a smaller, but yet another snowstorm there. Correct, well. <laughs> correct. It's still going as we speak. Well, this yeah. is a very fitting mm-hmm. title of your new album. It's called Another mm-hmm. Perfect Storm. So, first of all, mm-hmm. talk about what inspired the, the new sound and the new music? First of all, Another Perfect Storm, the, the concept behind it is when all kinds of circumstances combine to produce something that would never have been able to have been produced had all those factors not lined up just yeah. right. Um, I was also very anxious to do something in the form of a collaboration. I felt like I had kind of explored as far as I could go with piano, and I, I, I really wanted to do something that was a little bit more guitar-based, a little bit a little bit heavier, a little bit more rock. Okay. And my friend and producer, his name is Rod Klinghoffer. He was my producer for the, the previous album, and oh. he's a very, very talented guitarist slash producer, slash engineer, uh, and I felt that we had some very, very special chemistry between the two of us. That's nice when that happens. Uh, Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. Now, you talked a little Mm -hmm. bit about the music scene there in Israel, and you said that it's not very supportive of the local music there. So did you find that still true, getting ready to release this album? It's interesting. There have been some really interesting recent developments with regards to commercial radio out here. One of the biggest stations out here has now started playing a lot more uh, independent music than they did before. It actually reached the point, because the country is so small, all we have left are essentially two major labels, and that's it. And so they're like, if they limit themselves only to those labels, you know, they just don't really have much of a selection. And these days, the independent music is really kind of on par with the best that the labels are producing. Mm -hmm. So it's really reached the point, at least out here, where they're beginning to see, okay, those are valuable sources of of music as well. And that is something that is is really revolutionary. in states, so now I'm actually looking for you know radio play and things like that. Um, places that played my music before now are unable to. I mean, things are dictated. They're not the program directors don't even decide right. anymore in a lot of places. Yeah. It's it's very very commercialized. Uh, Top yeah, down. and that's and that's mm-hmm. very unfortunate. But we'll see. I mean, my goal has always been as long as I have people that are very interested and deeply moved by what I'm doing, I will continue to do it because I, I love doing it, but, you know, the work and effort that's involved in kind of producing it for the masses like that and releasing it out to the public and all the promotional stuff, everything is pretty much done these days by musicians. All of that wouldn't have been justified, at least in my mind, you know, without that kind of response. And so far, the response has been fantastic. 
That's great. Right now you're hearing from Israeli singer-songwriter Ben Draymond about his brand new album, Another Perfect Storm, here on the Mulberry Lane Show. And now you just released a video, right? We just released the first video, Flash Single, essentially. Uh, we did it in the form of a lyrics video. But we did something a little bit less conventional than what you're seeing generally these days on YouTube. We actually hired a, uh, a company from Los Angeles that really specializes in all kinds of special effects and, and really high-end video editing sort of stuff. And we created something that I think uh, will be a lot more engaging. Yeah, it's a neat video. Thank you. We were very, very pleased with it. So far, the, so far the response has been pretty good. Very cinematic. Yes, yeah. exactly. Which was the cause of also for the album. We, we hired a very, very talented uh, graphic artist by the name of Michael Bellotti out of uh, Boston. Just a stunning picture. Very surrealistic. He uses real-life models, but he, he basically uses Photoshop to the fullest extent okay. of creating these incredible, incredible scenes. Uh, and it was a very surrealistic kind of thing. And I've been a fan of, like, Salvador Dali uh-huh. uh, and Matisse for, uh-huh. for many, many years. So is this reflected in the music? If you listen to the album from start to finish, it's very eclectic. And we try to be as open-minded as possible, and we decided we didn't want to pigeonhole ourselves into any kind of one specific genre. There's stuff there that sounds very, very popish. There's stuff that sounds a lot more hard rock. Uh-huh. There's stuff there that even borders on country. Okay. You know, it's, it's really kind of like the full gamut, and we combined elements that you wouldn't necessarily think might go together. Okay. Um, uh-huh. And it creates, at least in our mind, a, a, you know, a very special kind of sound. And, uh, and then the idea is to sort of kind of like push the boundaries, really, where you don't necessarily have to stay confined, especially these days with modern music and modern technology. That's you so true. You don't necessarily need to stay. And you can just borrow elements from different genres and combine them, and it just creates something very, very different. The last time we talked, you also talked about how you don't write and your music does not come from a place where you're writing for a certain market or for commerciality. It comes from mm-hmm. inside, and it sounds like you have continued with that theme that you're just creating for the sake of creating. The truth is, this time around, it was a lot more challenging to do that, especially when you have a partner and you both had maybe different conceptions of what's considered success. Okay. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, every one of us musicians once would like to turn this into our full-time job. You know, okay. most of us really have day jobs that that's what keeps us afloat. And this continues to be a inexpensive hobby that in the best of time space for itself. But yeah, you'd like for it to be, you know, uh, commercially recognized so that you could actually make a living on it and sure. then you can just focus entirely on the music. And when you have that in mind, when you're writing, you know, it's very dangerous because it kind of influences where you go, you know? Yeah. Okay, so how do you uh, handle that? That it was really hard. It was okay. really hard. We had lots of fights about it because, you know, I, I, I don't want to just do something just because it's popular. On the other hand, there's a lot of popular stuff that I've always liked, right. you know, and in the end, I'm very proud to say that what we produce is very much me. Singer-songwriter Ben Draymond here on the Mulberry Lane Show chatting about the singer-songwriter conundrum, artistic vision versus commerciality. We'll be back with more from Ben right after this break. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Mulberry Lane Show, your place for your music fix. It's another sleepless night And another perfect storm 
Baby 